Welcome to the Member Engagement Show with Higher Logic, the podcast for association professionals looking to boost retention, gain new members, and deepen member involvement. Throughout our show, we'll bring on some experts, talk shop about engagement, and you'll walk away with strategies proven to transform your organization. I'm Heather McNair. I'm Alex Mastriani, and we're happy you're here. Hey, Heather, how's it going? It's going well, Alex. How are you? It's been a while. I know. I was just thinking, trying to think back to the last time it was just you and I on a podcast, and I cannot remember. It's probably been a couple months. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Summer got busy for everyone, I think. So it's great I'm, to see you again. You too. And now summer's feels like it's almost over. Someone said to me once, like, when's 4th of July is here? The summer's over. But I, I used to think, like, that's the start of summer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And now it really does feel like it's almost over. But what have you been up to? Yeah, I was going to say, I started seeing Halloween decorations in the store the other day. I'm like, no, no, not yet. Not yet. Not ready. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So we've uh, we've been busy with the new company, uh, trying to get the products built and hopefully uh, taking our new or our first beta customers live within a month or so. So that's, uh, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's been a lot of my summer. That's huge. That's so exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I feel like we finally turned a corner with the weather here. I don't know what it's been like where you are, but all we had was rain in July. It was like one of the rainiest Julys ever in upstate New York, but uh it's finally sunny and nice and I'm loving it. Things are very busy at work. We're starting to plan for Super Forum. If you haven't seen the big announcement, we launched the registration. So listeners, if you would like to join us for a free virtual event in October, definitely sign up, register. It's free. We're expecting a ton of people. Pretty soon we're going to be announcing the agenda and really excited about stuff to, stuff to come there for, for Super Forum. Can't believe yeah. it's right around the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Speaking of, yes, speaking of October and yes. yeah, fall coming up, that's always, Super Forum is always a sign of fall to me. Yeah. Comes quickly. So let's get into our topic for today. Um, something that, I don't know if you've noticed this, but it's definitely something I that's caught my eye in the past six months to a year is the increase in discussions around the role of a community manager in an organization, what a career path looks like for this role, it becoming more of a prominent role at companies, a dedicated role uh, with a career trajectory can't say this word, trajectory <laughs> looks like for a community manager. And I thought it would be a great conversation for the podcast. So one of the things that we're going to start doing, we're going to kick off a series of interviews with different community managers to hear about their path to community management, how they got their ins and outs of their roles, and really who better than you, Heather McNair, to start this conversation with. Um, I know you're not a, a community manager right now, but you have a ton of firsthand experience in seeing the industry grow, working with community managers and developing them, a team of them, and eventually becoming a chief community officer yourself. So let's start at the very beginning, which reminds me of the sound of music, um, <laughs> before community management was any part of your job description. What were you doing in your career? How did you find your way into the community world? Uh, it was kind of by accident, and I would say a very happy accident. I, I was my started my career in marketing, and uh, and it always had this technology bent to it. Uh, and uh, I was in 
I moved to the association side uh, you know, through various paths, um, but uh, and I was uh, I was in membership membership acquisition retention, and uh, and a big piece of the retention part is making sure that you have a, a great portfolio of benefits, like to you know why members would want to retain, why they yep. want to keep coming back. And we, I was working for the uh, MGMA, the Medical Group Management Association, and we had listservs that were incredibly popular. And uh, at one point in time, I think like 70% of members were active on them. I haven't heard uh, the term listserv in a really long time. Uh, right? as, as I know. <laughs> yeah. And if, if I say if I say the company name Lyris, that's going to oh. like take a lot of people back. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, which I think they're still around. I think they still wow. do like the underpinnings, the infrastructure yeah. on a lot of these. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, we had old Lyris listservs, and they were they were just they were, you know they were getting past their prime, and we were reaching the limitations of them. And uh, and members were asking for new solutions. They were asking for additional solutions. They wanted to be able to share documents and uh, you know and have a more robust member directory. And uh, and so I went out in search of actually different solutions for all of these things. Mm -hmm. And I ended up uh, stumbling on this brand new little company called Higher Logic. <laughs> <laughs> so what year was this? Uh, so we started the search in 2007, okay. uh, and uh, and then uh, it was actually my uh, chief technology officer found uh, Rob Weiner, the, the former CEO of, of mm -hmm. Biologic, uh in, I think we signed with them in January of 2008. Oh, wow. Uh, so yeah, this is, I'm, I'm starting to feel really old. Uh <laughs> <laughs> cool. So you were a HireLogic user before you came eventually came to work at Higher Logic. Yeah, I've actually uh, twice. So, oh, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, I yeah, I was uh, got the community launched at uh, at MGMA and uh, a couple of years later I uh, went to another organization and uh, launched one there as well. Moved them from listservs over to uh, to an uh, to an online community. That's so, awesome. So then yeah. how did you how did you make the the switch over to Higher Logic and when you did what was your your role there. Uh, it was it was funny. So Rob, Rob and I had talked, uh, and as well as Andy Stagels, the mm -hmm. former president, and uh, we had had several conversations over over the years uh, about me coming to work for Higher Logic, and you know, through the time the, the company just wasn't big enough, and uh, and then they it reached a point. Um, and it was very funny because Rob and I had been at the Great Ideas, the ASAE Great Ideas oh, yeah. conference. Yeah. And we had dinner together and he was like, yeah, no, you're on a great trajectory. Speaking of trajectories, you're on a great <laughs> trajectory. You're going to be uh, the executive director of an association someday. Stay with your path. You mm -hmm. know, basically, you'd be doing yourself a disservice to come over to higher logic. <laughs> And, uh, and then, so that was in March, I think, and uh, of what, 2012, it would have been. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and then in August, I saw him again at ASA annual and he, um, he put his arm around my shoulder and he's like, so remember that conversation we had? <laughs> Forget all of it. Pretend I didn't say that. We need you, I need you now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so I joined as the, and I'm trying to remember my original title, a director of past customer success, client success. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was overseeing, uh, the support team and the implementation team at the time. Okay. 
So definitely um, not a community management role or community nope. specific. <laughs> no, no. Although a lot of it was, you know, the implementation team at HireLogic is very involved in helping customer set strategy. Yep. You know, really kind of building that foundation. Mm -hmm. And so that's where Rob really wanted my expertise in helping to make sure that, uh, that we were properly setting the strategy and mm -hmm. getting customers off the ground yep. correctly from the yes. beginning. Because we Coaching the team, people. getting everyone mm -hmm. up to speed. Cool. Yeah. Setting, setting best practices really for the, for the organization, mm -hmm. for the customers. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. That makes sense. Yep. Uh, yeah. And then uh, over the years at at Higher Logic, obviously the company grew in leaps and bounds, and my job changed along the way from see overseeing the first customer success reps that we had uh, to building. I think the biggest thing was building our community management team. Yeah, that's something uh, I want to ask you about because I think at the time that I came into Higher Logic, you were running that team, a, a huge team of community managers. Mm -hmm. So, how did that start, and how did you? find folks to fill those roles. Yeah, it's, um, it, that was very interesting. Well, initially, I think, uh, well, so Lindsay Stark, I'll give her a little shout out. She was our first hire community manager, and she had actually been a client as well. Oh, cool. Um, and was looking for a change. And, uh, and she was another one who had done, you know, back in those, those early days, there just, there weren't a lot of published best practices yeah. out there. There, you know, there weren't a lot of resources to turn to. And so we kind of, in, well, the wild, wild west just kind of yeah, threw spaghetti at the wall and saw what <laughs> stuck. Yeah. And, and she was one of those as well and did an amazing job with it. And, and so we wanted to bring her on board so she could uh, help additional customers with that. And, uh, and so, so we got, you know, got lucky with that one. We're able to hire someone who had community management experience, but that was few and far between. Um, it's, you know, frankly, it still is. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and so we kind of, uh, one of my colleagues and I, as we were like looking at building this team and we saw a need that, uh, basically the customers who were not successful on the platform, it was because they didn't have uh, a dedicated person really focused on their community. And uh, it, it, like you, you see people, you see, you know, you assume a company, a software company has lost customers because you know, the customer did lost the budget for it, or, you know, mm -hmm. there's these very traditional reasons. And we found through research that that wasn't the case with, uh, with the online community, that it was mm -hmm. just because they didn't have the right practices, the right foundation in place to begin with. They didn't mm -hmm. have a dedicated person. And, and so that's why we built the team. Uh, it yep. was really about making customers successful, giving them the resources to be mm -hmm. successful. Being that extension and of their team that they didn't have. Exactly. A hundred percent. And, uh, and so, uh, yeah, so we, uh, we looked at, okay, what skill set does it take, um, mm -hmm. to be, a, to be a good community manager? Uh, and I think I still have this spreadsheet somewhere. It is this <laughs> massive <laughs> spreadsheet. <laughs> and when you look at it, you're like, holy cow, how can one person have all those skills? Yeah. Uh, cause it, it ranges from, you know, you do have to have a level of technical confidence. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, while it may not be like programmer level, mm -hmm. 
to have the comfortability with HTML and, uh, you know, even some CSS these days and that type of thing is, is fantastic. It helps you a lot. Um, you know, you are a lot of times dealing with some of the integration with uh, AMS uh, CRM systems. Oh, yeah. And so to kind of understand database structure is mm -hmm. very helpful. Um, and, you know, you also have to be a people person at, at the core. I think one <laughs> of the biggest things we've identified is someone who's empathic. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and so a lot of times you're looking for someone who has some kind of a, a psychology background. Or, mm -hmm. And that's, I think, why a, mark, a lot of marketing people tend to go into the community management role, um, because I think there is a lot of psychology. Yeah, pieces, that's so but, interesting. I've never thought of yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I always used to joke that I was good at marketing because I'm a good consumer. Um, <laughs> but you, you understand the, yes. yeah, the mentality, the, th the thought that, yeah, you know, thoughts that go into making that. purchases. And it, you know, it's the same thing with like what spurs, you have to understand what spurs people to participate mm -hmm. in an online community and also what prevents them from mm -hmm. doing that. You really have to be able to put yourself in their shoes. Um, yeah, so it's, you know, it, anyway, so we kind of figured out, okay, this is the ideal person. And, mm -hmm. uh, and then, yeah, and then we started looking at all sorts of, uh, all sorts of areas for where those skill sets existed. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. Because another question I had for you, which flows nicely into this is it sounds like there's no typical career path necessarily to becoming a community manager. Maybe you come from psychology or marketing or customer success or something like, or, or membership, anything really where you have that firsthand experience, a little bit of techno, uh, technical background. Um, so no tech, no clear <laughs> typical path really to becoming a community manager. Yeah, I, I definitely don't think there is a, <laughs> a clear, like it's, it's been exciting to see that some universities are recognizing it as a discipline and have started adding courses. And I think even, I don't know if it's elevated now to a, to an actual um, degree, but mm -hmm. there are at least some like, you know, areas of study and certificates and that type of thing. Um, so that's fantastic. But, um, but yeah, I think that's still pretty, <laughs> pretty few and far between. <laughs> So, you know, I think a lot of it has depended on where the community lives within an organization, uh, and that can vary greatly. Mm -hmm. um, some of it is kind of by convenience. A lot of it, it really should be what the goals are of the community, why it exists. Mm -hmm. um, so whether it's you know, the ones that I've run have been, you know, it's all, it's about member retention and member yep. loyalty. And so they do tend to exist in that membership realm. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you you do tend to get those the membership type people yes. um, kind of growing from there. So you know, and a lot of those people have marketing backgrounds. Yep. <laughs> so yes, <laughs> um, yeah, and customer success would be another one. And mm -hmm. to the point about looking for empathic people, uh, you find them in customer success. Oh yeah. For sure. I feel like if, if your customer success people do not have that empathy, then there's a problem <laughs> for a problem. sure. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think one of the other big things is curiosity. Like I look for people who love to learn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And because you, you, it is such a broad ranging discipline that, you know, you're, 
those lifelong learners, the people who are always curious about stuff, like, and, and they can exist anywhere. Um, you know, we've had community managers that actually came out of retail. Um, oh. And they, they're fantastic at it. Again, it's great customer service. Um, yeah. you know, they, they're, they're good with people. They're good at problem solving, thinking on their feet, um, managing multiple things at the same time, multiple work streams at the same time. Yeah. So that's so interesting. So say someone's listening to this episode and they maybe maybe community is a part of their role right now or or maybe it's not. What would you say to someone who's interested in in having the the sole title of community manager as their job description? What what advice would you give to someone who, you know, has that curiosity, has that interest but isn't necessarily um running a community right now? Um, yeah, so I think if Obviously, if your organization has a community already, <laughs> that uh, that makes it a little bit easier to uh, kind of just make sure you get involved in it uh, in some capacity, even if you are not the one who's in charge of it, responsible for it in that moment. There are so many ways, like a, and you know, every piece of research proves that a successful community um, is in is involved is um, incorporated into everything an organization does. Yes. Um, and so, if you can find a way to make you know, your piece of the organization better um, mm-hmm. with that community by tying those two things together, that's a great place to start. Um, if you do not have a, a community yet. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> get busy. Uh, (laughs) Got a lot of work to do. (laughs) Exactly. But, uh, but no, then there's a great opportunity to make the the business case for it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and there are tons of resources out there to help you do that. Um, We've, I know higher logic has case studies like crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, Then there's, there's a a plethora of people out there as well who can, who can help with that. Um, that uh, that can help you make that business case, and um, and I will be the first one to say, <laughs> if you're the one who brings it into an organization, the chances are you will end up owning it. <laughs> um, Here you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think even after I left MGMA for several years, it was Heather's community. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm not even there anymore, guys. Come Your on. fingerprints will <laughs> forever be on it. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, so I know that you for a long time have had a quite a hand in creating resources for folks to learn more about community management, but where do you, what are other resources that folks can turn to or people to follow in the industry or groups that can help them learn more about community management? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, there, it's so, there has been an explosion of them out there, which is so exciting to see. Um, just, uh, yeah, when I started in this back in 2008, I thought I was on an island by mm-hmm. myself. Well, and I largely was on an island <laughs> yeah. by myself. Um, yes, I think there were a few community managers and a little bit of a community out in San Francisco. But other than that, it really didn't exist. Yeah. Um, so, you know, now, the, oh, well, there's, uh, you know, obviously things like Community Roundtable, CMX mm-hmm. are just solid go-tos. Yes, um, for sure. Oh, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to blank on the guys that do the research. Uh, oh, we'll have to. Which one? Put... <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, we'll have to look this up and put it in show notes. Um, yeah. there, there's, there's a couple of guys who do some really great community management research um, okay. that are really into the data side of things. Cool. Uh, and, um, and they're fantastic to follow. Yeah, it, there are a lot of people these days talking about community sharing information out on LinkedIn, especially mm -hmm. out on Twitter. It seems like there's yes. that is more of a rich environment. Mm -hmm. um, that's where a lot of the community managers tend to live more yep. than LinkedIn, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'd say dive in out there. Just yeah, look look for people to follow out there, conversations to follow out there. Cool. You saying conversations reminds me I'm going to give another plug for Super Forum that um, this year we have we're combining Super Forum with vanilla conversations events. So we do have a ton of community thought leaders that will be joining us at Super Forum this year. So just another reason to register because <laughs> um, we've got some really exciting folks lined up. But um, where do you see there's obviously been so much growth and change in this, you know, job role over the past three, five, 10 years, where do you see it going? What is it going to look like five years from now? It's when I, I didn't even, well, when I started in it, I, there really wasn't much of a community manager role mm -hmm. period. Um, then over a few years, we saw it starting to launch as, um, they're starting to come into an existence as a, really this hybrid position mm -hmm. um, as, oh, it's an extension. It's social media. So <laughs> people always ended up doing, yeah, uh, managing the community plus social media plus marketing yep. um, on the association side. It may also live with governance because you're working with volunteers. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the great thing over the last couple of years, and I think, the last year has really brought attention to the importance of having that uh, dedicated online forum um, for members to talk to each other, for members to share resources with each other. And um, I'm starting to see more and more that it is a standalone job, that mm -hmm. it, it, it's finally being recognized as at least a full-time job, if not a team of people, depending on the size of the community. Um, and the great thing is when you do have a team, even if it's, you know, a couple of people and that, that is, that's leading to more, uh, what am I, what, what's the, the <laughs> term? It's like advancement opportunities. Oh yeah. Uh, you have different, different levels. You can mm -hmm. come in as a community assistant and, mm -hmm. you know, a community manager and, you know, we're seeing more director level positions. Yep. Um, you know, I think especially over, you know, on the, corporate side um, in within bigger associations, they are having teams now. Yes. Um, and so you get that director level position. Uh, you know, the community, uh, uh, chief community officer title, um, when I got mine, um, it was inspired by the chief community officer, the former, he's retired now, uh, but the former chief community officer at, uh, at Lithium. Okay. He was the only one that I knew of at the time who had that title. Wow. And that was not that long ago. <laughs> it wasn't. It was 
four years ago, five years ago, maybe. So hopefully there are a lot more chief community officers in the future of community management. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And it was, it was actually funny as when I was making the very hard decision to leave higher logic and, and, uh, and move to the new company, I knew it was like, okay, I'm going to change my, my job title. And this really stinks because all of a sudden I have all of these people reaching out to me about this title. Like, yeah, like, hey, I really, I want to, I want to become a chief community officer. How did you do this? Like, yeah. this is exciting. And I'm like, I have been a chief community officer for four years, and no one's ever paid attention. Uh, <laughs> You're like, what are the chances that this happens now? Well, hopefully, exactly. they can find this podcast and listen to sort of some of the. I, I would say the the it's not a straight path for sure. And it wasn't just starting at a, a community assistant and making your way to chief community officer. There's definitely been. Uh, some different turns that you've taken through the years yeah. to get there, but it's really made made you so well versed in community because you you like you said, there's so many variations of such a variation of skills that go into being a really great community manager that you pick them up in different ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I you know, and I do think you know one like piece of advice, big piece of advice in moving into that director level, C-suite level is that you really do have to understand the business side mm-hmm. as much as I've talked about empathy and you know the touchy-feely side of community yep. management. Really, to elevate your career to that next level you do have to understand the the return on investment, like those ROI metrics, the mm-hmm. impact of community, mm-hmm. how it touches other places in the organization, the potential for yeah. it uh, in other places. And and I, that's really where I always screw up this expression about like the, the separating the wheat from the shaft. Um, <laughs> but like that is where you see the distinction. Yeah. Um, but, and that comes with time. Good. Like once mm-hmm. you've been so invested in the ins and outs of the day-to-day like management of it, mm-hmm. and you start to see its impact as it grows, it's easier to make those connections and then yep. prove the point out to executive or board leadership yep. at, at the company. Yep. Yep. And yeah, expose yourself to as much of like, the other workings of your organization as you can. Like, yeah, I think that's one of the biggest issues that I see is people staying in their silo. Um, and just, oh, this is what I do. I'm keeping my yeah. blinders on. Yep. Uh, but the more you understand about the way other departments work and other facets of the organization work, the stronger you're going to be in that role. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been a wonderful conversation, Heather. It's great to be back, just the two of us. Um, but I think our next episode will be the next one where we start talking to a bunch of different community managers. So thank you so much for sharing your story today. Hope you have a great week and we will be back next time for another episode of the Member Engagement Show. Thanks, everybody.